Welcome to See You on the Other Side, where the world of the mysterious collides with the world of entertainment. A discussion of art, music, movies, spirituality, the weird, and self-discovery. And now, your hosts, musicians and entertainers who have their own weakness for the weird, Mike and Wendy from the band Sunspot. Hi, and welcome to the See You on the Other Side podcast live. We're here at uh, the Revolution Taco and Tequila Bar in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. And this is uh, my first time in downtown Little Rock. And uh, I thought it was nice. It was rainy, but it was nice. So uh, for anybody who's watching for the first time or listening to the podcast for the first time, my name is Mike Huberty. Um, I play in a band called Sunspot, and then I also work on the Madison Haunted History Tour. And with me is Wendy Lindstotts, and I am the drummer for Sunspot and the co-host, hostess of <laughs> See You on the Other Side. And tonight, uh, since we're in Little Rock, we wanted to talk to a haunted expert in Little Rock. That's right. That's why you brought in Linda Howell from Haunted Little Rock Tours. Yes, How welcome. You doing? Welcome to the show, Linda. Thank you for joining Hi, us tonight. Nice to be here. We're really happy that um, you were able to do this and yes. excited to talk to you about your many, many adventures and investigations. And You do know that rain heightens the energy level of spirits. Anything can happen. I, you know what? I hadn't heard that about rain, but we were talking about water and how yes. rivers and things like spirits kind of yes. tend to, to linger in those areas. So it's that's like a conductor of electricity. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we'll... That's all spirits are, is maybe electricity. We'll, yeah. <laughs> maybe tonight we'll have... It is raining. It, it was a dreary day, and um, <laughs> we had a long, very dreary drive from, from St. Louis. Louis yeah. So. yeah. So we're glad to be here, and and if the spirits are here with us that too, then yeah. even even better. Let's <laughs> invite them to join us, shall That's we? Right. Yes, I think lots, so. Lots, lots, yes. Um, Toss a chair. Right, because I, I, I would love to wet my pants live. Oh, oh, and I'd like um, for that, I'd like to see that happen sure, myself. Sure, no, it's, it's actually Sorry very, you folks out there won't be able to see it. But. Careful very, what you wish for. It's a very popular thing in the internet, I heard. Okay, so starting with, oh. so you run... Haunted History Tours in Little Rock. My company is Haunted Tours of Little Rock. Okay. and I've been a tour guide for about 10 years. Okay. Doing all types of tours. And about six years ago, I used to work at the Little Rock Visitor Center. And I know you, I don't know if you've read chapter one yes. in the book. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Very haunted S- spot. Yes. <laughs> yes. So that was my first experience with someone coming in. It's a visitor center and saying, you know, you have a spirit following you around. And her name That's is, interesting. you know, Mary. And um, so from that point on, Little Rock really needed to have a haunted tour because already being in the tour business, we had a lot of requests, you know, do you, uh, do you have haunted tours and mm-hmm. so on. So that's what started me thinking, and because I needed to have... Yes. When somebody said to you, you have someone following you around, like, what was your... Like, who is it? What <laughs> is what it? What would you think, Mike? Right, I, would, I would freak out. I would, well, I'd no, like, I didn't well, freak out. I'd wonder okay. if they were friendly or if they were menacing or if they were like, why well, are you in my knowing house? The monkey on your back. Well, knowing the history of the house, mm-hmm. then he said her name. Her name is Mary Eliza. And I said, we've had two... Mary Eliza is associated with the house. One was building the house but died before moving into it. And then the next one um, came down years and years later. She was like the fourth owner, I believe. And so I showed him a picture of her, and he said, no, she's too old. This one is a very young woman. 
And then I knew it was Mary Eliza Walters. The original. Yes. Uh, and building. so, um, and I mentioned in the book about the coffee maker. We're having an event there one night, and, uh, you know, you prepare the coffee maker for the following day. So, you know, the, the carifs clean, mm-hmm. there's no grounds, sure. there's no water, nothing. It is plugged in, however, but it is turned off. Right. So all at once we start smelling this coffee, <laughs> and I'm going into the part of the uh, building where the coffee maker was, and here it is. And you have this surreal feeling when you have a paranormal experience. It's like you're seeing something, but you're trying to make sense out of it, and there is no way. Right. I knew because I cleaned it. That I'm thinking is some water in the reservoir, but why is the coffee there? Yeah, how did that get in there? Now, Mike, would you have drank any of that coffee? <laughs> or... um, it depend- you would, I it know. It depends on how I, tired I was. I only just met you, but I have a feeling that you <laughs> I would. I would probably be like, give me the paranormal. That's I want right. the ghost coffee. Give me a cup. I want to try it. Well, I had to unplug it to get it to stop because obviously it was already turned off. Oh, so it was getting ready. To, I mean, it was making a full pot. Wow. Now, where does the spirit world get coffee grounds and, you know, know how to do these things? It smells so darn good. I bet. Yeah. And I thought, where would I be today, you know, if I had drank it? Beyond the lawn, beyond the veil? (laughs) One never knows. (laughs) Nevertheless, uh, having a lot of energy, I'm sure. So at that point, we've had some other things that happened. A rocking chair on the porch was rocking without it being a very windy day. Um, Just pictures falling off the wall, Mm. little little incidental thing. So I uh, got a letter from Arkansas Ghost Catchers, Rhonda Burton, and she said she wanted to investigate some historic properties. Would we be interested? And that was the beginning of our relationship uh, in the paranormal community. And she came in. She's just spirits like her. They come out because she is very respectful and she doesn't horse around. Mm -hmm. She just wants to help if she can in any way. And so uh, we set up the recorder as, y'all have been part of an investigation? You, yes, you know, I've done a couple I have. Okay. Well, you set up recorders. You have to have a pretty sterile environment because, for instance, if the microphone is of, of the recorder mm-hmm. is close to your stomach and it growls, it has a demonic sound. Sure. See? Yeah, I've had that happen. Yeah. So then you're thinking, I've, I've, I've had, there's been some Sunday mornings <laughs> where it's like, well... Exactly. So whenever you have your your recorder going and something happens, like we had a lot of traffic on the street, she'd say that's a car going by. Oh, okay. Because when you go back to review, and you, you don't hear remember these those sounds, things. right? You're going to go, wow, what was that? Nevertheless, I was um, asking Mary. I said, if Mary Walters is here, I want to know if you approve of what I'm telling about you, mm-hmm. your story. And, you know, it's the colonel here, your husband. And about that time, I just got this bone chill when you're close to a spirit. It's a chill you'll, you'll never experience, mm-hmm. so even in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't put a coat on there and some heat. But when a spirit is coming through you, it's like nothing you've oh, ever experienced. And I was sitting this close to Rhonda, as close as Mike and I are. And for the listeners, it's about two feet. Right, right there. <laughs> and, um, Thank you for there that. There was a seven-degree difference in our temperatures. We had the meters to capture that. And, yeah, um, that's, that's pretty hard to describe with physics, you know. Yes. Chills don't come through room. Like, airflow right. does not. Like, I feel a nice, <laughs> cool breeze coming in here now. Yeah. But that's not a swirl of spirits. That's right. <laughs> well, okay. or is that's it? That's the fan going. So this yeah. is at the, I mean, I, I guess the, the Little Rock Visitor Center it is. is the place to go. It's called Curran Hall. So yeah. uh, you, yeah. if you, I mean, that would be, because a lot of people, when they go on uh, a haunted, they just go on a trip. 
they want to check out that, they want to go to a bar with it has a ghost story, they want to go to yeah. a place like that. And so the Little Rock Visitor Center would be the first place I would go because number one, it's free. Number two, <laughs> there's a lot of people who can answer your questions it's about the history. a beautiful place. It was built in 1843, so it's very historic. And um, just so everybody knows, Linda has written a book uh, called Haunted Little Rock, and it's a really neat telling of a lot of these places. And it, it, that was the first chapter, right? Right. So it's the introductory chapter, um, chapter but she, she goes throughout the book, the different chapters discuss the different places. And I and thought the, it was... I mean, the book is really written for someone to use it as a self-guide. You can I start could, out at the visitor center, yeah. you go up three blocks to the museum, you go another few blocks to the Empress. Oh, that's cool. So this way you can do, because I'm not always available. A self-guided to tour. <laughs> right. So and, you can go in the day or the, the nighttime. Yeah. So, and you, you had, you had in, in the book, the um, descriptions that you give are very colorful and beautiful and um that was one thing that i really enjoyed about it and it made me want to go to those places but <laughs> but one thing that i thought was really interesting was that a lot of the buildings local places here um were built using the raw materials from the, the rock and the sure you know yeah. and, and so i don't know that just gives it a real extra genuine local, earthy feeling yeah yes. exactly you, well the the following day after this little investigation yeah. uh, Rhonda called me and she said you've got to hear this and it was Mary's voice. And there's a, oh, I got that. a gasp like this, like she's taking a deep breath. And she goes, Mary, that's who I am. Oh, my gosh. Look at this. <laughs> I have goosebumps right now. For those of you who can't see this, Wendy's having chills right I now. I am, but that's such a cool story because especially related to, you know, what you were asking her. And so, I mean... Sounds on like the, she was okay uh, with you. On the tour, that's the last stop. And we go on the porch because it's at nighttime. It's about 930 at cool. this time. And I put take my microphone and I hold it up to the recorder. And all you hear is her voice amplified. That's really going, cool. Mary, that's who I am. Oh, man. <laughs> so, okay. So, Little Rock Visitor Center, where did that come? Where did the um, stories come from? You said Mary and then you hmm. said Eliza. Well, her name is Mary Eliza okay, Walters. Okay, so Mary Eliza. Yeah. And then who's the colonel? The colonel was her husband. He was okay. a few years older than her. They had been married for a few years. Um, they were living in her uncle's house, which is right across the street from here. Kind of right. catty corner over where they have a parking deck. It's, she says catty corner too. That's right. It must be a regional thing. It must be it's a regional thing. It's head thing, right? <laughs> no, we say, um, we say kitty corner. We say kitty corner. Oh, and kitty so we, corner. Yeah. That sounds like a child. <laughs> <laughs> or like a kitty cat. Like yeah. a kit, uh, kitty. Right. And kitty so we were talking, when we were talking last night, he's like, no, it's catty corner from here. And I'm like, catty corner? What's that about? <laughs> I got you. You were in Missouri. <laughs> Is that who said it? Right around the board. Like right, right across, across from, from the river from St. Louis. In <laughs> so Illinois, it's a regional so. thing? I, I mean... <laughs> Well, nevertheless, <laughs> anyway, right across the street. Okay, fair enough. That we all <laughs> over there um, is where Chester Ashley's house. He's oh, one okay. of the founding fathers of the city, and he was Mary's uncle. Mm -hmm. They were living with him after they go, and you've you've read this in the book, I know. But after they have gone to review the building of mm -hmm. the house, and they're about ready to move in, she uh, dies in childbirth. And so, so they never lived in the house. Her husband just leaves Little Rock and goes to fight in the Mexican War, where he's really badly wounded. He comes back here, and he's he's buried here in our old cemetery. Okay. But there was a succession of people who lived in the house. For instance, the other Mary Eliza Woodruff Bell is the daughter of one of our very distinguished citizens. He brought the first printing press here, printed oh, the news, the first newspaper. William Woodruff, oh. 
while her uh, brother was living in the house, and he knew there was a ghost there, so he painted everything black, hoping that he would see her. And everyone has always felt that it was Mary Walters. Oh, that's pretty good. I notice um, the yes, walls here are black, here. Yes, so perhaps <laughs> maybe we'll see something weird yeah. inside. I don't know what you do, Mike, if you see something. <laughs> <laughs> right, we've already covered the the, the pants wedding side <laughs> right. of things. Yeah, so. I just run, okay, so run right out. Um, I'll be um, here to protect you. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, let's talk. So the thing is, is we were talking about you know when you had your first, you know, took the, you were giving people tours, working in the visitor center. And then um, somebody comes up and says, like, I see somebody behind you. Right. All right. Now, you had to be pretty open to that whole thing already if you were going to I had a feeling. It's like when you have a feeling that you know something is going on. And I could never put my finger on anything, but it didn't seem out of the ordinary. I was not afraid. I was kind of flattered in a way. I would love to know what she looked like. Sure. I have someone who has impaired vision who is on my tour. And when he came to the house, he described her to me. Although he had impaired vision, he they have an extra sense. If one of your senses is impaired, sure. you develop something else. And he described what I felt like she had always looked like. Very Ooh. young, with her brown hair pulled back. And she is there because she's looking for her baby. So that means the baby would have been buried on the property which would have been the custom at that time. Okay. Because when you have homesteads, and it was it's just a few blocks from here. This is where all of Little Rock was busy at that time in 1843. Okay, the main Right here at the river's edge, that's correct. And so uh, three blocks from here, you're starting to get into the wilderness, and so that's where they were building their, you know, homestead. And it could very well be that the baby was buried there. So that makes me think, they didn't die at the same time. The baby died, Survived and the colonel buried her, oh the gosh. baby. And then Mary dies after that, because mm. she's buried over at the old cemetery. Okay, Poor so colonel. she comes back. Well, that's really um, great. I mean, when you were younger, but I mean, before that happened, was this something that you were interested in? Was this No. Okay. It mm. wasn't until, I guess, about this time that I started. I mean, you, you think of... Um, like ghostly things and you get scared. I still get scared about a lot of things. <laughs> well. But um, there was just something special about that. It's There's something special about the house and I. And this will kind of floor you. She died on my birthday. Uh-oh. Wow. That's interesting. So could I be the reincarnated child? It could be. Oh. She has been with me. I don't feel her anymore. But I've had cell phone issues. And I've been told, you know, there's something wrong with your phone that, that we can't figure out, like it calls itself. It won't turn off, you know, things like that. So, and she's just she's just been around me. Other people have felt it. But I don't okay. feel it as much when I had to, to quit there to start the tour. So that was your, I mean, but that was your first introduction into this exactly, whole thing. Exactly, it was. was so I was, I was a grown-up with a lot of good sense. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, that's a... But I will say that the paranormal background stuff comes in my family. My aunt lived at the museum to build up a museum back in the day. She lived in the basement, and because she wanted to communicate with the spirit world, she conducted seances in the building. 
which could lead us to believe that's why we have maybe a portal there for the spirits to come and go. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, because the seance is in that. Right. And perhaps... And so you've you've done that the seance? No, no, I, I don't want to deal with any seances <laughs> okay. or because I was wondering if perhaps I just like, want to go into a place and have a recorder and say, is there anybody here? Yeah. I like to use dowsing rods. Okay, okay, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, and that's what I was using when Mary came through. Oh, wow. I said, are you here? Have you ever used them? You know what they are? I have I've not. seen people use dowsing rods, but maybe you can explain it. Before. Well, they're at a ninety degree angle, and you have a brass. It's like a coat hanger thick and it's been at the 90-degree angle, and it goes inside a copper tubing because that's metal and it's a conductor of electricity. And so you have to hold it. It can be very stressful if you're doing it for very long, but you hold it so that they are perfectly balanced because they're very wobbly. And then you begin to ask yes and no questions. For instance, you want to always say, I mean you no harm. I come in peace. There is nothing that I would change about anything, mm-hmm. about where you are or who you are. Make but we just like to know, yeah, let's just relax here like yeah. we're doing, you know, yeah, exactly. having a chat. You know. <laughs> so, you know, I have rods here that can tell me yes or no. We can ask questions. For instance, if you cross the rods, that's the answer for yes. And then I'd like for you to return them to the start position or the open position. And if the answer is no, then you open them wide. Okay. Now, once you start doing that and they do open them up, then you know you've got somebody that you're communicating with. And they understand the the process. Exactly. I can be at home and I'll sit there and they're perfectly balanced. And all at once, one will start to move and it'll turn all around and point to me. I'm not talked to it. I'm not. You know, I'm not asking if anybody's there because I really don't want to know at home. <laughs> right. I was going to say, so do you think that they're just like trying to figure out the communication a lot technique? Of pe- or? Well, a lot of people don't like to use them because mm-hmm. they think you can move them. But oh, literally, if I you're see. holding them. You know. You yeah, know. <laughs> right. I said, I know. You know, you can't, you can't negotiate that one rod to turn it completely right. turn around. You have to turn your hand. I mean. Well, what's the difference between a dowsing rod and like a Ouija board? Like a Ouija board, you think a it's, the same, it's the same thing. Well, that's what I want. That's what I wonder. Because to me, it'd be the same kind of thing. Like it's two it has people a yes, no. with the hands on there, just well, you know, that's moving, true. Moving around, the but same principle. But it's going through the person as opposed to just going through the, the copper, right? It's, like, well, I mean, it's really the same thing because you're trying to commu- communicate with someone okay. on the other mm-hmm. side, whether it be <laughs> demonic or angelic, but. Um, it is true. You're trying to get somebody to tell you that they're there, so they'll move either the rods. So in that regard, they're the same, and you okay. still need protection. So when I say there's a lot of difference, I just mean, I guess the operation of both. You know, the That's spelling what? something out on the Ouija board and yes or no, and, and it's, all. But it's going like it's going through you because your hands are what's making the thing you know like so to me it feels like and once again you know is it you moving especially if you're with someone you're saying Mm -hmm. are you doing that are you i mean we've all tried a ouija board we had one when we were kids it was parker brothers right you do it for fun (laughs) that's right i hope it's not in the attic (laughs) right it was like a party game and by the way if i ever am a ghost I'm going to find every party where there's little kids and I'm going <laughs> to say scary things. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get know, them on their Ouija board. It's always a question of like, when will I die? <laughs> right, and then I'd be that. the person that'd be like, tomorrow. <laughs> you know? Or I would be like, I'm living in your closet. <laughs> right. Come out at night. <laughs> Don't close your eyes. Have y'all seen The Conjuring, the movie? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-mm. Were you scared? I haven't seen yeah, it Yeah, I'm scared uh, to death in The Conjuring. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah, and I'd recommend, Wendy, you should see that. 
I don't know, man. Like tomorrow. It's not I Netflix. Have nightmares. He's going to Netflix. <laughs> I have nightmares. You will have know. that. That's going that, for nightmares. That movie didn't move me at all. My son was telling okay. me about it, and he goes, oh, my gosh, I'm so scared. You know, he was telling me about it, so I watched it. But there is something on Facebook, and I don't know, some kind of video, and this woman goes to turn the light out down the hall. Okay. And she sees, like, a piece of furniture. When she turns the light out, she looks down the hall, and she sees what looks like a shadow person. So she turns the light on again. I guess because I've got a long hallway and I've thought oh, about those things. Okay, so that's what got you. <laughs> and so, anyway, she looks, she turns the light on, it's the furniture. She sees the shadow person when she turns the light off. She turns it on again, and the furniture's there. When she turns it off, the shadow person's gone. She sees the furniture. So then she goes to bed. She oh, leaves goodness. the door. She leaves the hall light on. She has her door cracked. Okay. And you know what's going to happen. She's sitting there all bundled up with her covers, and the light goes off. Oh. See, that's the kind of stuff that I get scared about. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, the shadow, whole shadow people thing is something that, I mean. That's right. That seems to have come about in the past 20 years. Is so it's that, a new thing? <laughs> well, as far as when you read books from like the 70s or something, it's like, yeah. like, like they don't talk about shadow people. But then shadow people became a big thing maybe in just in the past, you know, 10, 15 years. That's true. And, yeah, I remember um, Art Bell talking about that and just so many people calling in that had experiences, you know, and it became kind of a like a, th- like a regular thing that they'd, they'd bring up periodically. Yeah. It's amazing about. how... This revolution, not this place particularly. That's right. We are at the revolution room. (laughs) The revolution of interest in the paranormal community. I think so. You've got all of these shows. For instance, Mm -hmm. A&E Biography uh, contacted me, wanted me to do my ghost story about Curran Hall. And I was going, no. I travel back and forth to North Carolina frequently. And I said, no, I don't have time to do that. Then they contacted Rhonda. Because they read about it somewhere. They, Rhonda finally said, okay, well, they wanted us to do like an interview, kind of, or tape something on the phone and send to them, which we did. Anyway, long story short, they fly us to L.A. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And took us into the studio. When you were having trouble over there, it reminded me of that. Have you ever been on television where you go into an all-dark room? Okay. No, I, I haven't okay. done that. Okay. Well, it's kind of like this. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but it's everything's black. Yeah. Because they're trying to... And if you've ever seen the show, there's this one chair that sits under a light, and the person that's telling their ghost story is the one sitting in the chair. Okay, sure. So I went in before Rhonda. Everybody was averaging about 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I went in there, and I sat down. And you could hear over in the corner, they were trying to plug things in, and they said, nothing works. We could have no power anywhere. And that was a trip I thought Mary was with me. And so... Um, she wanted to see L.A.? <laughs> she did. Mary goes to and Hollywood. She, and yeah. she says, when are we going back home? Yeah. <laughs> so um, anyway, I'm just sitting in this chair, and there's only this one light dangling over the producer who's supposed to be asking me questions. And so I was in there for 45 minutes because oh. they couldn't get any power to work. Oh and I gosh. said, look, okay, it's probably a spirit. Let's acknowledge that. And then all at once, all the lights came on. And so they wanted. when I got back to the green room, Rhonda said, where have you been? I was getting worried. I said, I think Mary's pulling plugs. <laughs> well, thank goodness that you understood what was going on. <laughs> well, and you were able to I mean, get things going. Yeah. What did the crew say? Were they like, hey, how did that happen? I thought, here they are working on a ghost show. Right. They should never be. even thought about that. 
Right, you would and think that's that. right. All they're worried about is technic- technicality and if you're going to be... In fact, when they sent their cameraman here on location, they had like a script. So they wanted us to reenact certain things. Oh, I see. So Rhonda and I are in the living room, the parlor at Curran Hall, going through what we did that night. And she begins to have a real paranormal experience with a spirit using the dowsing rods, and she can't control this crying. These tears are just flooding. The cameraman, instead of continuing to film that, he says, okay, well, this isn't in the script. I can tell there's something going on here. So he stops filming because he has to stick strictly to the script. Oh, my gosh. So he could have really captured something amazing. I said, this is a real paranormal experience. Like how many opportunities do you have when you have the cameras there? not on my... Not in a shot. Okay. And that's that's kind of that's sad. We were we were talking a little bit last night um, when we were in Alton with Luke. Uh, we were talking about how the shows they do. He, he he doesn't. He was telling us how he didn't necessarily appreciate a lot the way a lot of them they don't. go in and they're not they're, respectful and they're yeah like you said they're sticking to a script. They're not actually going in and genuinely being interested in what's happening there. It's more of. They're okay. trying to be Halloween-like. Yeah, create when a story. people want to know if they're going to be scared on my tour, I'll, I always say, no, it's not a Halloween-themed tour. I deal with the real thing. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that you may not be touched by something. Yeah. You may not feel a cold chill, but it's not going to be scary. You're going to learn mm-hmm. about that spirit that's in that location. And I think that's neat, too, just just being in a place where you know that people have seen mm-hmm. and witnessed things and, and you know the history behind it, so it's not... Right, crazy to think that. I also think I, think I think it's important, um, and, and this seems to be a, a recurring theme when we talk to a lot of people who go on these. They say that the whole thing is not scary. Like no. it's it's you know not, nobody wants these are just regular people who are dead, and they just they know, you know they don't want to hurt you. They don't. What did you just bad. say? Now what? <laughs> well, regular <laughs> regular people. I mean, the ghosts or whatever are. They were once live people. Yeah, they're not right. like and someday like. We, like they, evil or they, they don't just wanna, crossed over they don't wanna, you know where, like do you think, your neck. where do you think the veil is where do you think the afterlife is i have no idea where the afterlife yeah what's it like the veil oh. what oh they say the veil is yeah. thinnest at halloween time mm-hmm. yeah i mean i think um, we talked about that um because that's been a uh, the, you know the tradition of like they trick-or-treated at thanksgiving and stuff like that we you know my, my sister and i were looking at some different uh traditions and, and it seems like supernatural traditions um, lasted not from, I mean, Halloween was maybe the start, but they lasted all the way up until Christmas. And that's why when you have a Christmas carol, that's why they're telling, go- I mean, it's a tradition yeah, to tell ghost stories on Christmas. When you hear, um, there'll be scary ghost really? stories. And t- it's like, wait, 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 scary yeah. ghost stories? And it's, be- <laughs> and it's because, um, I mean, the whole basis of Halloween is the fact that when it starts getting dark earlier and when it's the harvest season, that's when you say the veil is the thinnest. And, uh, you know, for all the way up until the longest night of the year in late December, that's when the veil is really the thinnest mm-hmm. on the solstice. And so, as you were saying, um, <clears throat> that's when... You know, you dressed up like a monster or are you dressed up like a, a spirit so that uh, they wouldn't know that you were one, that you weren't Interesting. one. And so that's when you're talking about wearing the veil is the thinnest. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I always did think that was weird that it's the most wonderf- wonderful time of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's this, this 
sort of cheerful song, and then all of a sudden there'll be scary ghost stories. And t- <laughs> whoa, 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 hold on, what? Okay, like, what, Where, how does that fit into the story? song? What do you like, do at Christmas? <laughs> what, what's wonderful about that? No, I mean, yeah, I, really. I do think that's wonderful, but most people might not. <laughs> Last year, uh, Halloween. I mean, a, a tour fell on Halloween night. Oh, cool. And so generally, I'll either have like. I always reserve it for people if they want, you know, I, I don't make plans in case they do, regardless of what day it falls on. Um, but, and then November 1st, or one of the first uh, uh, Fridays in November, because it's every Friday when I do it. Oh, okay. And uh, we're going into our sixth year now, so they pretty much wow. know <laughs> that it's either the last Saturday of September, um, but Anyway, it just depends. They know it's a good four or five Fridays in October. Cool. It's just that that's when there's so much interest, and it's easy to schedule them all. Yeah. You know, throughout oh, yeah. the year, I just get like a handful. Right. People have suggested that I try to do maybe one hunted tour a month, and that way oh, just kind of like let... standing. Yeah, just kind of let the word out. Okay, the mm. third Friday. We have like, you know, second Friday art night here where the town okay. turns out. You go to the museums, oh, things cool. like that. That sounds fun. So it'll be like, <laughs> you know, fourth Friday ghost night or something. You know? That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, that's oh. a fun idea. Especially for anybody coming in at town, town conventions right. or anything like that. Yes. They'd always, they're always looking for something to do. And yes. there's a lot of people who are like, well... I want to do something different. And sure. there's nothing more different than the Haunted History Tour of a and town. Not, not to mention, it's it's so characteristic of the local, you know, you're learning about the local history of Little Rock. You're not just, right. you're, you're learning about it in a fun way, I guess. To me, it's fun. <laughs> a lot of people think that um, we were kind of very backward and the, you know, just early settlers coming here. But the early settlers, settlers were attorneys, doctors, educators, most everyone had a good set of books. So educated people came here mm-hmm. realizing that, you know, we were on the edge of the frontier. Right. We became a state in 1836. And not a lot of people know this, but the Civil War almost started here. I learned that in your book. How, how did the Civil War <laughs> almost start? Almost start. Here. Almost it's it's really we good always start. heard like Fort Sumter or whatever, right? Is where they launched the first. Right. Good for you, being from Wisconsin. <laughs> we had to learn By a the way, bit it thing. was a Wisconsin, well, Wisconsin regiment that took my grandfather's <gasps> flag from him and <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. he's carrying the Mississippi flag. We're not from, well. <laughs> right. I, I had no part in that war. But. I know. And I <laughs> was born there, Germany. for goodness sake. So, I mean, <laughs> right, he, so you're he would not from be, be very proud of me. Um, well, along about the time that, uh, you know, there were rumors of war, no, rumors of secession, mm-hmm. um, it would have been, I think, early February 1861, because I think Sumter was fired upon May of 1861. Okay. So a few months before that, of course, we had the, um, what you read about is the MacArthur Museum in the book. It started the, out as the tower, the tower building. Yeah, that was one of my favorite uh, the locations. The Little Rock Arsenal, yes, because in 1840... The government said, Little Rock, you're on the edge of the frontier. You've got to protect yourself. We had about five civilized tribes of Native Americans coming through here on the Trail of Tears. We were part of that, going to Oklahoma. And they were, I mean, we're talking thousands. They were afraid there might be an uprising. Well, if you talk about, and if you want to talk about energy from a traumatic event. Oh, my God. Like the Trail of Tears, I mean, that's 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 a pretty traumatic event. And they were right over across the bridge here on the North Little Rock side. That's where the, the trail was going. So... Anyway, with all of this going on, by the time 1861 came, we were, of course, part of the United States and um, for just a few years. <laughs> and um, 
We had a about 70 maybe um, soldiers there with the Union Army. And so all of this, you know, starting to get stirred up, you know, are mm-hmm. we going to secede? We were one of the last states to secede. So we had a lot of the plantation owners, other people who were for the Southern cause going to come up here in Little Rock. We're going to march and take our arsenal back. It's going to be ours. And that would have happened in February. But Lieutenant Totten said, I'm going to sneak out of here. And, and he tried to send, there was a telegram, telegraph coming into play at that time. And he was trying to get word from Washington about what he should do. And it was kind of, all sent the wrong way or whatever. The message never got to him. So he made the decision and talked to the governor. I'm just going to pull out everyone. And so he was considered to be a hero because he probably saved a lot of lives. Oh my gosh. Yeah, probably. Because they were, they were ready for a major brouhaha. They were. Yeah. It was going to (laughs) be the start of the war. Yeah. So there's actually a historic plaque in the yard over there at the museum. Yeah. That, that building sounds, I mean, what the different uses of it and, I was kind of fascinated by that. Yeah. Because it was an arsenal and then it was converted into residence. Well, um, yes. I mean, during its life, it started out as the arsenal and it was very bland. There were no porches. No. In fact, the only way the tower comes from this circular stairway that was built to access all the floors. Hmm. And um, you had to enter from the backside through the basement. So over the years, it beca- well, the first thing that happened, it became a, a museum once it was, because uh, they moved the installation across the North Little Rock side over there, and so okay. it was empty. That's when my great aunt decided she was going to start a museum. Oh, cool. Uh, she's Bernie Babcock. You should uh, Google oh, wow. her sometime. Okay. Yeah. What was the name? Bernie Babcock. Okay, I'll, I'll check it out, and I'll put a link in yeah. the uh, show notes. So she's a firm believer in the afterlife. Okay. So she decided <laughs> she would um, just live in the basement over there. How she did it, I don't know. But anyway, (laughs) she lived in the basement. She started the Museum of Science and Natural History because someone made a remark that Arkansans were uh, just little country bumpkins, and Mm. she wanted to prove them wrong. She had every major museum in this country sending her artifacts. How cool. We had mummies. We had all kinds of things. Yeah, that's pretty... They said the trains, the boxcars on the trains were loaded up with just stuff coming. Hmm. So... That's how that museum was how started. Neat. And um, then in her off time, she would have the seances over there. Oh, that's okay. where, okay. So that's Bernie Babcock. Wow. Yes. She was into, you know, she she helped transform the image of Arkansas and <laughs> uh, held seances in the basement. Get them that's, started. That's my kind of lady. She was actually an authority on young Abe Lincoln and his love. Really? She wrote the book, The Soul of Ann Rutledge, oh who was his first love, yeah. and she died. And she became wow. friends with the Rutledge family and actually was given some jewelry from mm. Ann Rutledge. So she That's really... Cool. She had she, that connection. We heard, a, yes. we heard a great Abe Lincoln, is, young Abe Lincoln story yeah, last night. Yeah, this is becoming a we, I mean, we were in Illinois last night, or the Illinois yeah. side of St. Louis. And anytime you're in Illinois... Nobody loves Abe Lincoln more than people in Illinois. They're going to talk about Abe Lincoln. They're going to talk about Abe Lincoln or talk about how bad Wisconsin drivers are. <laughs> the two things they will talk about in Illinois. Um but there's a whole thing about young Abe Lincoln evading a duel on an island they used to call Smallpox Island. Mm. Uh, and Sunflower Island. And uh, wasn't it like Blood Island or something? Yeah, like that? It, was something. it was an island that Missouri didn't want and Illinois didn't want. So it was a no man's land that you could have duels on. Because there was like no government. Not convenient, right? Yeah, so it was a place. So, you know, and, and, this guy kept on challenging Abe Lincoln to a duel. 
Really? And so he went out there, but Abe, through just being a charming guy, you know, and eight feet tall. Uh, you can <laughs> listen to the whole story in episode 30 of See You on the Other Side. Yes, you can. We have the whole story. Okay, I'll have he, to hear that. He avoided, he got, he got the guy to forget the duel. They came out as friends and stuff like that. It's a cool story. But, but yeah. it's just, yeah. it's just fascinating that, that we now have the Abe Link and, and a connection. Yeah, right. it's, and it seems to be a theme. By the time you get to Austin, there'll really be another connection. <laughs> That's right. Who knows? <laughs> it's fun. It's so, fun when we, you know, themes and things that come up on a tour. So you have a oh, little yeah. bit of this in your family. <laughs> but yes. you never, we, but you never were into it before. You had something like a that. a few right? years ago, right? And so then, when you started getting into it, and you start running the tour, you start going on investigations too. Mm-hmm. And so, what would you say? And this is a question we asked Luke last mm-hmm. night. What would you say was your aha moment when it came to like, holy cow! Like I, that's something that I can't deny because I think I think with, if you're a lot of people who are into this stuff. They just have, either they think it's really cool. Like, I don't know if I've ever had an aha, aha moment, but I, I just think it's fun, you know, and I really well, and like haunted history because it makes whatever town you're in more exciting. Yeah. You know, when I learned all that stuff, I, no, we were, um, we're not from Madison, we're just from the Milwaukee area. And, oh. And so, uh, we came to Madison for college and stuck around and I'm like, well, I don't know anything about the city or the history or anything really. And when you start learning about, the history of a town, it just makes it so much cooler and so much more fun to realize, well, that place used to be a hotel. and But you not know, everybody feels that way. You know, and that's what's oh, sad. That is sad. Anybody who's interested in history eats it up. Yeah. They want to know everything. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I share your interest. I share your excitement. <laughs> because it really, it makes... Because when you grow up and if you just watch movies, everything happens in, you know, like large cities or, you know, you're like, well, every, the Europe has thousands of years to do. And we have, you know, Wisconsin, you're like, man, like my aunt, you know, my <laughs> grandparents came here a hundred years ago. You don't even have that much of mm-hmm. history to deal with. So what was kind of, when you went on an investigation, what was your aha moment when you're like, hey, that's something I can't. That's something I know I can't explain. Hearing Mary's voice, because the night before, I was so involved with the history of the house, because I would talk to people, the visitors coming through, I would talk to about it. So I had to know a lot about the house. And, you know, just knowing so much about her already, and then hearing her voice was the Raha, ha ha moment. <laughs> you know, you know <laughs> the what I mean. Exciting like that moment, yes. Excel or uh, and then everything that was strangely surreal happening after that, I attributed to Mary, because I just felt, and others felt too, because I had several investigations at the house. There was um, two gentlemen who came, brothers, and they were able to not only. They didn't connect with Mary, but they connected with the last owner of the house. Her name was Avril Tate. And a lot of people in Little Rock knew her because she only died like in 2003, something okay, like that. Okay, so the last owner of the house was around up until That's right. the last decade. That's right. So once her family sold the house to the city, which was in about 2000, no, no, 1996, took about six years to excavate. It was really condemned wow. property. They had to rebuild it. Mm-hmm. But her name was Avril Tate. I, I you know, am in communication with her daughter who lives wow. in New Hampshire. And so she was able to fill me in on a lot of things about the house. But I have Avril's voice on there also. So, wow. you know, and people who go on the tour who knew her 
are almost white. With, oh, that's gotta I mean, be. That's gotta be really. I sent the recording intense. to her daughter. I mean, spirits will usually just say their name. She has said Tate on several occasions, and the two the two brothers who came to investigate the house when they heard that, they realized that this is this is the April Tate we were in school with. She would take like uh, what do you, not uh, what do you call them classes. Where it doesn't count toward a grad, you just take it. Oh to yeah, take. yeah, electives. Pass, fail, or, no, yeah, it's yeah. um, it's a fun course. But yeah. Anyway, <laughs> she was out there taking like history courses, and so they realized that they were in one of the classes with her, hmm. and it almost brought them to tears to realize this is the house we're investigating. Oh wow! And if you go on YouTube to Curran Hall Little Rock, you will see the video that they took. There's a curio cabinet, all glass, with a mirrored back. And it has the artifacts found when they were excavating the property. So some glassware in there, things like that. You see when they're asking questions, and you can't make out what the question is, but their mother was part of the group, and she was asking, I don't know, somebody's here, whatever. And you see these bright lights within the cabinet flare up, just sparkle oh, like that. That sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. So. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Hmm. So they had to come back. When they were reviewing their work, you know, they came back. They said, we have to reenact this all over again to prove that it's not lights from the freeway, you know, lights around the house. Exactly. And they couldn't prove it. It's too, it's recessed into the wall. Okay. So too far back. So they declared that to be a paranormal hotspot. And that has to do with Avril. So we've heard from the original owner and the last owner. That's pretty neat. I mean, well, that's, I mean, so would you say that? There's more stories or more experiences in that house than any other place downtown? or No, everybody's got a lot of stories. But, you know, I knew a lot about the house because it's just like I was writing about the, the cat woman. She was in the parking lot one day, and she would come and feed these cats. And I pulled in, and she had this white, spiky, feathery hair. I was trying to think of what she looked like. She kind of looked like the woman in Robin Hood. Um <laughs> With Kevin Costner, uh, yeah, the oh, woman, yeah, the character that Tracy Ullman plays, <laughs> yeah, right here. She's the, like the crazy witch, uh, yeah. So no, Tracy Ullman was in the Mel Brooks version. I was going to say I didn't I think she was this. No, yeah. I don't. I know who's exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> I don't Kevin, know the, the name. Tracy Ullman's the character. They, her name is Latrine in oh, Robin right. Hood Men in Tights. Oh yeah, right. This in the same movie. I know, I know, no, but it's a, <laughs> no. okay. I know exactly what okay. you're talking about. Her hair gotcha. kind of looked like mine does tonight in the rain. Oh gosh. <laughs> so um, I pull in the parking place and I go. I said, "Can can I ask you something?" She goes, "I'm sorry, Scout won't eat if you're here." And I said, "Who is Scout?" She said, "This cat." He's the guardian of Curran Hall. I said, he is. And she said, yes. He was born here, and he watches over the place, and unless you leave, he won't eat. And I said, well, I'll leave, but I just want to know who you are and who he is. right. Because you come here twice a day. Hmm, And she said, he is Scout. He's the guardian of Curran Hall. I said, okay, well, that's enough. You know, that's fine. (laughs) I want him to eat. So some time goes by. I was there for about, I guess, three or four years. But she came by one day. She, could, she hadn't seen him. He used to hide under the shed. That's a neat place, the shed <laughs> <laughs> at Curran Hall. A lot of stories about that. The door shutting on us, locking in an employee. Oh, um, man. Um, having a wedding out front, and the door opens on its own. <laughs> That we're makes it special. Side. We're in the yeah. house going, oh, my God. Right. Like, <laughs> How do we tell the minister that the door is opening by a ghost behind him? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, well, well, anyway, we've we had fun with it. So 
we found out that he had been attacked by some wild dogs. Hmm. Some people in the area had taken oh, the scout to the vet, and he didn't survive. Aww. And she just kind of crumbled up. Nobody ever saw her again. So she was like scouts. She was like scouts. Scouts guardian, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Oh wow. wow. Okay. Yeah. That's really the cat lady at Curran Hall. The cat like the- lady at Curran yeah. Hall. And then there was the clock. When I was giving my two weeks notice, we had a grandfather clock that never. We had clockmakers in there. We'd all take turns. It had the weights that made it run. Those are so cool. <laughs> yeah, it was just, you just never could get it to run consistently. So I was sitting there. Rhonda would come in every afternoon, and we would sit there trying to record. And we did a lot of experiments with rippling water where we picked up what may be uh, a picture of Mary because the image in the water came as you do these, and I'm, I know understand nothing about camera action. Okay, so wait, what is a... Yeah, explain the experiment about with okay. the water. So what do you do? Rhonda wanted to try something with a bowl of water, no okay. bigger than about that, and you put water in it, and she has small you know, tripods with cameras on them looking down into the water, and she starts flickering it with you know something. This way it was her, the, her fingertips getting it to move, to be ripply, and so she's talking while she's doing that, and it's like, um, you know, is there anyone here? We have a camera. We can pick up your image. You're, you're talking to them like they're there. And when she goes back and looks at the evidence, oh. all she sees is Ripley water until you pause she the sees image. the image of this woman. We're talking about split second. So they're looking frame by right, frame. Frame by frame. Right, frame by thing. frame, yes. Okay. And it's nothing, nothing, nothing. Wow. Here she sees this woman dressed in a black dress. It's kind of blurry. She obviously has her hair on top of her head, and there's a high collar. And there's something, either a child or an animal, right to her side. You can't make it out. Is that the the guardian? (laughs) Now we solved the riddle. Kind of sounds like Mary Poppins from the the description. Yes, Yes, exactly. So That's cool. She became... She was putting in a spoonful of sugar? Yes. Hey, I'll be here. Put some sweet water. Okay. Try the tacos. So this is what <laughs> our, this is what my ghost story decided to go with. They called it the the bride wore black or the woman in black. The woman in black. Where in the heck they got all that? I have no idea. But that's what they took and ran with. That's the name of our okay. segment. And sure. you know, it's probably the only one you can't even bring up anymore. I find that interesting. Huh. Um. So. Uh, Interesting. Well, okay. Yeah. Wow. So current hall. But what I was going to say about the clock. Yeah. I, oh, yeah, I yeah, go the into the living room and and I say, you know, Mary Abril, if y'all are here, I'm just letting you know that I'm going to not work here anymore. I'm going to start a tour and I'm going to be talking about both of you, and I hope you like what I'm going to do. The clock chimed, and it ran consistently, chimed on every hour for the That's... two weeks that I remain there. Wow. Okay. That's amazing. So that that is interesting. Yeah. So. That's really cool. I mean, because I think that's a really unique way for energy to yeah. express itself, I guess, you know? Yeah. Like, here's something that, you know, I know it'll get their attention. Yes. <laughs> but the shed is uh, uh, it's a, it's, um, a building that's separate from the main house. But at some point in the house's history, they brought it and attached it to the house. Um, and it became the bedroom and bathroom of Avril in later years, and also where her daughter 
was telling me about it mm -hmm. and all of that because back in the day they didn't have a you know bathroom facilities they had to be added through the centuries yeah. or years oh sure right because in 1843 they don't have running water yes so it's just you got to go to the you got to go to the, the shed. what's it called the shed the shed was an office okay but it's called the um Oh, what's it called? They didn't call it the outhouse, the privy. Oh, right. Oh, the privy. They called it the privy. So a lot proper. of the artifacts in this case came from where the privy area must have been. All right. Well, a, <laughs> lot, of, a lot of glowing <laughs> swamp gas in there. Right. Well, a lot of crap went down there, you know? Oh. That's right. And they used to put everything, you know, dolls, toys. Yeah. <laughs> Dump it in the privy. Yes. Okay. In the privy. And wow. so, um, so current Hall's got crazy stories. Now, what... Other places have you been on investigations on in the area? Uh, the MacArthur Museum, uh, Paul's House, which is chapter four in the book. Ghost hunters, excuse me, ghost hunters came. They called me. One if I knew of anybody that couldn't get into any of the places around here, so they called me and they wanted to know if I knew of anybody. My friend owns uh, Paul's House, and so I said, um, "Well, let me talk to some people." And and it was vacant then. She was using it as a rental house. Okay. Have you got? Have you read chapter four yet? Uh yes, yes, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, anyway, they agreed. So they wanted to do her house too, because her house is connected. They're right next door. And, and so, did they do a full investigation? She, get, she got more proof than they did. Wow. They rip roaring up here. I don't know if you know ghost hunters. <laughs> no, oh. seen, I've seen it a bunch of times. Of course, sure. And you know, here we are in Little Rock, and they're talking about coming into town and. Um, then they unload all their stuff. They put the renters up in a hotel somewhere. They put Amber and her family up somewhere they so they could the have house full out. reign yeah. of the house. <laughs> They're allowed to come back during the daylight to, you know, because they have school children and all of that and get what they need. But at nighttime, you know, they didn't pick up much of anything. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, we were there one night and I was using the dowsing rods. And what I like about the tour is that the non-believers want to say, let me use those rods and we'll see. Mm. And nothing happens. And this happened to a young man. I said, uh, do you believe in the spirit world? And he goes, not at all. And I said, then they're responding. Yeah, because why would they, they want to communicate with you if you don't? If, you. It's like, yeah, if somebody doesn't yes. respect you or, you know, why would you want to well, communicate with what them? What kind of stuff was happening at that house that, uh, they were gonna house? do, yeah. That they were gonna do a show. Well, there were a lot of deaths associated with the house, um, and it's about the only place in town that would agree to have them do it. Mm -hmm. Basically, it was. Yeah. I mean, most any place that they're gonna go has something to do with the haunting. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so it's just that they were the only place in Little Rock that <laughs> they could but, get into. And Paul's, like, <laughs> what what was happening there? Like what like what kind of deaths well, that happened? Okay. Uh, for instance, the uh, the couple that everybody knew, the last couple that lived there, she was shot in the downstairs bedroom. Oh, my gosh. And that's Bonnie. And then Paul, uh, the person that shot Bonnie, was trying to shoot him, but the revolver, you know, wouldn't the bullets wouldn't come out or something. He was on an emphysema tank, and an oxygen tank for emphysema, and so she tried to suffocate him. Oh. So... Wait, why were they trying to kill? What did Paul and Bonnie do to make people mad enough to well, them to kill? Well, Bonnie knew the woman. She had come late one night to have a conversation. Obviously, she came to to do harm because she brought the gun with her, or maybe she went to go back to get it. I can't remember. But anyway, she either came. way, she's mad enough to kill him. Right, she is. They were having a discussion about something, and Bonnie 
was a great researcher at our medical center here. Everybody loved Bonnie and Paul, and she was very smart, and she was, you know, on the brink of discovery and, and all of that. It's wow. a very, very bad thing to have happen. So, okay, so that happens there. That's major tragedy. Um, are you getting impatient? It's like, okay, okay, so that, and then... It, no, 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 <laughs> so when did the ghosts let come me just, out? Let me just tell you this. I'm just interested, because, no, for, the, for Paul's house, I'm like, okay, like, that's a... That's a major thing to happen. Mm-hmm. But, like, it seems like something uh, – were Paul and Bonnie up to something? Well, like oh, how, no, do you, no. how do you get killed? Like, how well, do you get killed? I mean, Usually well, when you get killed, you're mixed up. the only people that got and, killed in the house. Oh, okay. I mean, it started <laughs> – right, the house has more history. It started, you know – and it was built in the late 1800s. The man that lived there, I had a wife and I think four children, and they yellow fever or something was going around, so his entire – first family all passed away uh so he ends up marrying another woman and they have i think six children and they live about a block away they built the great big his name was cornish it's one of the famous houses downtown the cornish house okay those were the first deaths natural or not that's what the sure first not. Death. then a few years later we've got two uh they worked at a hospital. We're not sure if they were nurses or not. Mm-hmm. But they were entertaining some menfolk from the hospital. <laughs> as, they, as, as they're wont to do. <laughs> as you do. Some candy stripers. That's right. So uh, they were both shot in the head. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. So these are, these so are like... So one was kept on life support. Oh, my God. Um, I think... They had it was a, a triplex at that time, so the the neighbors could hear what was going on and called for help. So the one lady never came out of the coma. So as soon as they took her off of the life support, she died. Mm. The other one, uh, they had rushed her because she was unconscious. They had rushed her to the hospital, and she had braided hair. <clears throat> and when they were getting ready to shave her to do brain surgery. They discovered the bullet was in the braid. It hadn't penetrated her head. Oh, well, All right, lucky. ladies. There's so more, there's she more was than able just style to, to she those was braids. able to tell <laughs> right. who the bad people were. So my and oh. they, they were serving time because she was a witness. Yeah, that's okay. It's that's huge. Like, but that I think that's interesting. Just like the a house can have such violent well, history. Yeah, and the, I mean lives taken in such like. Yeah. Dramatic and tragic ways. You've got to think like that. Like, not even just like, yeah, no, the guy was old and he just passed yeah, away. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, sure. I mean, I. Instead, it's like shot, receiver. You'd think they'd be. I could see where some unsettled spirits might be lurking. And My friend never um, took out the canning jars that Bonnie did. I mean, she was into canning. So, in the kitchen, kind of kitchen area on these shelves, mm-hmm. are all of these jars that Bonnie worked on. So we're coming from the upstairs, downstairs, when I was about six of us kind of, you know, investigating. And everybody has their camera looking into the kitchen. They're going, wow, look at this. And you see these orbs just moving around like this, just like having a field day, you know, just going up and down like a little roller coaster. Wow. So that, so that's neat. So it sounds, I mean, so that's why they picked Paul's house because it has plenty of history and everything associated yeah. with it. Just the stories alone. I mean, it's like hard yeah. to even believe that all those things could happen in the same location. Yeah. Like but I think about know. my condo and like nobody's, nothing weird's <laughs> happened there. <laughs> you never know, Mike. Right. No. Well, not yet. Watch out for that light in the hallway <laughs> to go off just, some night. That's hey, right. I would love that. <laughs> kind of. Uh, I don't know. No, there it. was a guy. I would, I would kind of love it. But there was, um, 
I had rented it out. I'd rented it out to a guy, and he had made friends with the neighbors who had who had lived around there. And two of the neighbors had died. Like one guy died of a heart attack mm. just a couple of years ago. Young, not an old guy. And another guy had killed himself, like two doors down. Mm-hmm. And I knew they were friends with the guy that had lived there. And so I do get some nights, like in the middle would, of the night, and yeah, stuff, if you I'm wake like, up, I'm like, hey. They're not going to like, they're not going to, you know, like in life, they would just walk over and knock on the door. Like, they're not gonna just going to walk yeah, in walk tonight. Through the door. <laughs> yeah, just be like, hey, what, where's Rich? What are you doing here? I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. It's me. You can manifest things. You know, you start thinking about That's something. That's right. And it yes. happens. Right. And now I've like, well, now I've said this aloud. So when you go back home, it's going to be a whole field day for there you. There's going to be a party in your condo. <laughs> they're, they're already there. It's, well, tonight. Linda, why, why do you think there is a haunting this is what we always talk about. First thing on the tour nights, this you're standing in you're standing in the center of one of the most haunted places in the South, the museum. Why would it be haunted? Well, maybe usually, usually people this, say because somebody died here. Yeah, either that or or we yeah, want it to you know like someone we on the, will it or a spirit on the other side of the the veil or whatever you want to call it has business that's that's unresolved Unfinished. or or they just it's a place that it, has, know, to, it has to do with attachment atta- okay so if somebody died there and they feel attached to that place sure. you know like bonnie and paul they both died in the house so they would naturally want to stay around they love the house they renovated the house they put friends, a lot into it friends were there yeah because they sense. literally go back and forth to my friend's house and back over to their yeah. house <laughs> But people who have rented feel the presence of someone there. Mm-hmm. And um, But on tour night, I've had people go up to the front porch. When I was able to go inside, I can't always, if it's rented, go. Sure. You do it right. on tour night. We just drive by there. And sometimes I'm in the, the renter's parking place, and they'll go, could you move your, <laughs> your trolley? <laughs> nice. I have to get in front of my house. Um <laughs> They get sick before they go in the house. They say, I can't go in there. I can't deal with this. Oh, wow. So people have some reactions like that. I had a woman call me, and she told me that she had gone by there, not knowing anything about the house. She was Mm -hmm. looking for a rental property. And she was walking around, and she looked up, and she saw this woman looking back at her from the upstairs window. Oh, uh uh-oh. She described what (laughs) appeared to be Bonnie. Really? Yeah. And she said, I just had this awful, scary feeling. I just had to leave. I had to get out of there. And she said, when I got in my car, she said, this big, bright light came through. I think it was from behind, just came right through, you know, between the seats and just went on out mm-hmm. the front of the car. And she said, I couldn't get out of there so do you fast. Think, but do you think, because, you know, if I saw that, I might say, oh, well, maybe, maybe Bonnie just made herself appear to me because she's like hey a roommate right. but yeah. if it's a bad feeling then it's like was bonnie she like, was get out of my territory she was scared and, yeah she didn't feel yeah right. i mean i could see where you, well, you might be frightened just because you're not accustomed to seeing otherworldly things or and that's the thing that i was going to ask about so um you know do you think I was making a joke before that, hey, I see something, I'm going to oh, wet my pants and run away. Joke? <laughs> <laughs> right. If I see something weird, I'm going to run away. But um, do you find that generally it's just like, what should people be scared of? 
You know what I mean? Like we were talking about Ouija boards. Like, oh, we don't want to screw oh, yeah. around with Ouija boards. They should we be don't scared want to f- of humans. <laughs> right, yeah. but we don't want to... You said we shouldn't screw around with Ouija boards because it might open a portal or something like that. Okay. Well, well you could have a bad spirit. You could have well, a bad spirit attached to you or, you know... You, but that's what I'm... Unintentionally. You mean, what do you need to be as scared of as far as the paranormal goes? Yeah, because then you also mentioned protection. Yes. Because you're like, well, you don't do that without protection. It's like, well, how do, what do you – like you wear a hat. Protection like, from what? Do you what? Do? Before any investigation, you want to say, like I said, we come in peace. We mean you no harm. We're not changing anything mm-hmm. about you. Um, but we'd like to know if you're here. You just try to talk to them. Some people light a white candle. Okay. But if you go in there, wham, slam, bam, mm-hmm. I know you're – having a beverage right now, but if you've been (laughs) drinking, doing drugs, and you are at a weak point, if there is anything evil there, they will take advantage of that. They'll attach to that. That's that's right. And then you've got to worry about getting unattached, (laughs) which which may involve a cleansing. But, you know, I've had people come and talk to me about having these mean spirits or entities in their house and, you know, how Ooh, they would be uh, sitting on top of, like, the, one of them had a daughter, and she came in from college, and she just screamed and went running into her parents' bed, and she was so afraid because there was something mean in the house that was trying to Ooh. pin her down in her bed. Some people call it a sleep, uh, oh. there's something when you're kind of like in a deep, dead hip- sleep. Hypnagogic. What? Is that like the hypnagogic trance? That's or it. A what? Hypnagogic trance, where you're you 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 you're you're asleep. You wake up, yeah, and you see something, and you're paralyzed. Yeah, it's a paral it's a paralysis. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like it's like what they said with the succubus or the incubus or whatever that you you know oh, yeah. you feel like something's crushing your chest in the yes. middle of the night. Yes. And um, so, okay, that's a, well, that's a good tip because you know. Um, my sister, when she talks about the paranormal investigation group that she goes with, obviously nobody can have any beers or whatever before they go because the idea is if you felt something, you want to make sure that you are completely lucid. You're actually witnessing it. You're not Yeah, and you're not just feeling it after or, effects of yeah. some substance. Or something Besides, like that. why would you want to drink? Why don't you enjoy the tour? Exactly. You know, why would you drink right. for something you need to learn and enjoy? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't allow drinking. You want to be in the right it mind happened stage. one time with an office group. They were raising it and made it miserable for the oh, other people. I bet. Because everything's jokey and nobody's really... Yeah, and I get asked, you know, can I bring my baby? No, you cannot. <laughs> can I bring, you know, my my child, you know, six years old? They watch all the, the ghost shows on Scooby-Doo. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> really? I said, well, let me tell you something. It's mostly an educational tour. They would fall asleep because they are bored. Right. For their age level. Sure, yes. absolutely. You can certainly bring them if they're used to being in public and they act good. But you know, a television program it's is not is designed be fun to be. For them. No, it's not going to be entertaining. Right, like a television program is designed to be quick, bam, 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 entertainment, which you know kids can yeah. with a short attention span can. I have a little handful digest. of people that come every year on my tour. And that, they cool. say you never do the same tour twice. That's awesome. Oh, that's fun. That's you a know, nice compliment to you. <laughs> well, all right, this, uh, everything changes and happens. <laughs> that's true. Time. Yeah. The timeline changes exactly. things. Exactly. Oh, I have I had something that I thought was interesting. Um, we were talking before the show, and you were saying uh, about a paranormal support group. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was yes. curious about that. If you could tell us a little bit all about All of us uh, that are in the paranormal community get, you know, uh, questions a lot. 
And, you know, this cute little girl was on one of my tours, and she said, I was getting ready to call you because my little three-year-old is seeing people in his room now, and I don't know what to do about that. Wow, and I that said, be... you know, do you think it's part of his imagination? What's he been watching on television? Is his older two-year, I mean, a four-year-old brother yeah. teasing him? Right. Trying to Is he analyze. trying to get attention? <laughs> so I was telling her when we decided to form this group, and she said, yes, I definitely want to come because <clears throat> there are a lot of people out there that have more experience than, than I do, but a lot of us come with different, you Angles. know, things. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And it's going to be a way... It's all about trying to help people. We okay. don't want anyone to be afraid. That's what I was telling all the kids last night from the high school. I said, all of us are going to die, and you should not be afraid to die. <gasps> what? What are you saying? <laughs> oh, my that, uh, gosh. I'm only 15. Wait, hold on. I'm not ready for this. Right. Well, when the, right, the kids. So but, you did a big high school presentation last night? Yeah. <laughs> we sure did. I mean, it was it was amazing. Okay. Oh, okay. Um. It was amazing. I mean, I just didn't know how it was going to work out. But my paranormal friends and I decided that if we take, you know, they came in three buses. So we would each take a bus and then we would do a rotation. So they benefited from knowing all three of us. Okay. And that worked pretty good until the two upstairs decided to switch with each other. And then my group had no place to go. (laughs) Well, that's, I mean, that sounds like the greatest high school field trip ever. They are here in Arkansas. <clears throat> to help clean up our tornado-stricken community. This is what they do on their spring break. Oh, that's a great thing. They were in Washington, Illinois last year, and they chose to come here in Arkansas. We have three communities that were pretty badly damaged, debris still everywhere. It's been over a year. And they've been on our television. The television stations have been going and filming them. And... um that's one thing I mentioned last night. I said, my gosh, you know, y'all just come into town total strangers and you're on all the networks. Unbelievable. Wow. <laughs> right. They, yeah, don't even, they don't even need a press person. That's right. Unbelievable. But they deserve to be because, man, that's a lot of work. No, a lot it of sure work. is. It's, it's, hard it's, a work. Good way to, it's a good way to spend your um, time that, you, you know, a lot of people just spend screwing around or relaxing or anything exactly. like that. Exactly. I mean, here are these young people don't know what direction they want to go in. Yeah. And the, I was talking with the principal and he said a lot of these children, you know, are looking toward their future in college. And when they have down there that they helped mm. all these communities. Yeah, that's pretty nice. I mean, you know, it's going to really help. Yeah. Shows, shows character. <laughs> it does. So um, where can people find your book? Where can people find your they can tour? Go to Barnes and Noble if you want to go online. Um, Amazon is where I got it. That's where you got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my you, Kindle. You didn't even get the Wendy vouches for it. I, I got it on the, uh, the Kindle version actually, so yes. I just downloaded it right there. So we're going to put a link to that in the show notes, and then that'd be nice. Your website is hauntedtoursoflittlerock.com. Hauntedtoursoflittlerock.com. We'll, we'll have, have that, that link too. in the show notes too, yeah. and. Um, and then I've got a Facebook page, and I keep that pretty oh, yeah. much going and updated. And there'll probably be a link to your show oh, on thanks. there, <laughs> you cool. see. And so anytime, if anybody's coming through Little Rock, uh, we, well, make sure that you contact Linda. Yeah, so I wish we had see. more time because I really right, want to go and see some of those I cool things. Hearing. You mean it's about to end? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I wish I wish we had more time in Little Rock. Unfortunately, we have oh, the eight-hour yeah. drive tomorrow to Austin. So. I was hoping to show y'all a yeah. quick 30 minutes tomorrow or oh. something, you know, oh. just kind of, whoops. 
Oopsies. You know, sorry. Here's this place. Here's that place. Yeah, but, uh, I would, I, and I, I mean, especially would love to come and, and actually do the tour to see all the oh, places. Yeah. Oh, sure. So I maybe someday when we're we're touring through here again, we can you try to come time and it stay in the bed and breakfast. <gasps> right, and we can get a, a paranormal experience I'm ourselves. Do that. That'd be cool. Okay. Well, we'll it, it goes on the list. It goes <laughs> they always the list. tell me that the the Saturday after the Friday night, you know, things start to happen in the house, the bed and breakfast. Oh, really? Because yes. people are in there and. Yes, we Stirring stir things up, up. and that's okay. another YouTube video. I had a oh, mother daughter cool. staying there. A lot of a lot of my uh, tour people like to stay mm-hmm. there, and then at nighttime, they like to go exploring. Oh so they're up in the card room in the attic, oh, and gosh. they have a flashlight, and they actually are talking to the spirit up there, and he turns the flashlight on and off. Oh, cool. Oh, no, I you know I've heard that too. That's cool. So I went to a um, I went went to a ghost hunting class that somebody was doing at a, at a, like a local community center in yes. Minneapolis. We did those here. And it was uh, like they said with the flashlight. What you do is you leave it like ki- almost turned on, you know, so it's just at the edge because you want you want to make it as easy for them as possible. The least amount of energy required required to, to, to turn right. on. And then you ask a question, and it would either flash you know, right. once or twice, and That's um, so cool. And she says they often do that investigation. And I'd never heard of that before. So the idea of having it right up to the edge yes. and the flashing on or off is very cool. You can go, I think it's Empress Bed and Breakfast Flashlight. Oh, okay. Mm. We'll, we'll try like to that. find that. And put it yeah. in. We'll put that in the show notes too. Great. So, so great. Well, so that's where you find Linda and Linda. Thank you for joining yes, us. Yes, Linda. Thank you so much. That was fun. so nice so of like, you to I know Linda. I've been talking to her all the time. Yes, like, no, I'm just sitting there and I'm like, well, all these places sound like places that I need to visit. They sound like places that a lot of people uh, would have a really cool time. And the fact that you had experiences from people on your tour is exciting. Oh yes. Um, Last that, night, one of the high school girls was screaming. So <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's amazing. It's um, neat to get to see other people experiencing. Just those remember things. that everything we call it occupation. I mean, we start talking about being a paranormal investigator. That sounds like a crime scene. We're <laughs> right. trying to think of another term to use. Yeah, I don't know, but um, communicator. Um, but the thing is, everything is occupied. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yes, there is and, a spirit most anywhere. And you have to think that as time goes on, more people are dying. That's right. So I mean, the spirit world is is just filling up. That's right. Every place you go. Even but know right know this that we have a very hot area in central Arkansas, and that is because underneath all of this topsoil is a crystal vein. And crystal, you've heard about crystals. Well, I've heard. Yeah, I mean, there's and how they're, like, they're yeah. associated with energies exactly. associated with crystals. So I it's that. all okay. the way from hot springs over into oh, Oklahoma, wow. and here, majority of what is underground is a crystal vein. We've got the Arkansas River here. Okay, so is there like a mine? Is there a big mining? There is around hot springs. Okay. Yes, I wear all hot springs crystals. Oh, cool. Okay, interesting. Beautiful. All right. It's <laughs> yeah. got a beautiful ring on for the yes. people. One night I'm going to get hit in the head, and it's the... going to be like, uh, <laughs> no, please don't. You're going to you're going to really <laughs> no. want to come back and kill me because <laughs> maybe you can get twenty or thirty dollars. <laughs> no, it's a very pretty ring. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, but, but anyway, yeah. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure meeting you, and and, and we appreciate your your um, being open to our our podcast. Oh, and, yes. Um, Good to meet y'all. This is wonderful. And thanks to The Revolution for having us here tonight. This is yeah. a wonderful place. Very nice. <laughs> really cool. Uh, we're looking forward to exploring the, the tequila and tacos, <laughs> which are the specialty here. 
Yes. Is, um, that, is that in the other room? <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. So we're going to find out as soon as we, we've shut things down here. But are we going to play, play a few songs? Maybe? Yeah, we should play a song for the interview. Yeah, we'll just do a couple songs for you guys. And um, thanks for tuning in. And thank you so much to our live audience. You've been wonderful. <laughs> we really appreciate your being here. Here's a little applause for you. <laughs> yeah, thank you for hanging out. She's so glad she came, yes. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so let's jump on. Let's uh, play a couple songs for the camera. All right. Okay. And the podcast. And you can find the show notes at othersidepodcast.com slash 31. So, Podcast right. 31. Yes. We'll send you the link. Reversed, it's 13. Oh, that's hey, right. Dun, yeah. dun, dun. Lucky 13. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thank you for listening to today's episode. You can find us online at othersidepodcast.com. Until next time, see you on the other side.